And we're live. All right, great. Yeah, we're here yeah, a day yeah. early. Day early, yeah. Scheduling conflicts, it just didn't make sense to do it on Thursday. Uh, yeah. As you can even see, it's just the two of us. John was is totally busy. Um, yeah, and then it I was a hard week to get scheduling done, actually. Yeah, and yeah. unfortunately, like, we would love to have John because I think after this week, he's away for a couple weeks. Which is a bummer. Yeah, he's taking a vacation. Yeah, well com- earned one. <laughs> coming down so, yeah. to the States for a vacation. Yeah. yeah. So and then yeah, no, tomorrow I head down to LA for the weekend. So it would have been like Paul by himself, or we do it a day early and I can be here as well. Easy I was ready to go. I was just gonna like talk about Diablo Mortal a little bit in some news and then call it a night <laughs> if I was by myself. So but yeah, I mean, it's always better when you have somebody to bounce stuff off of way sure. easier. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Uh, how's your how's your week been? How's your six days been? Uh, it's been OK. Nothing crazy going on over here. Just kind of I don't know, just tired. The you, I mean, you lived in Calgary, so, you know, when it gets to summer, sometimes we just get this weird like it's raining for like an hour and then it's like really bright and sunny and then it goes to like shitty or whatever. And it's been kind of yo-yoing and it's playing some, uh, it's making my head just kind of like woozy and just making me tired, just fatigued. Sure. The constant weather changing. Sure. Yeah, no, I definitely, uh, I don't miss all the rain, although California definitely needs the rain here, but yeah, it rains (laughs) here pretty rarely. Yeah. Yeah, so nothing new otherwise, really. It's been uh, I've been pretty busy at work this week, getting ready for the the summer games fest happening yep. uh, happening this weekend. It's one of the reasons I'm going down to yep. uh, L.A. Um, but that should be a fun event. Little E3 replacement. Looking forward to getting to play some stuff. Uh, I don't exactly know what they're going to be showing there. I guess maybe I'll kind of find out during the live stream tomorrow. Um, sure yeah but uh should still be fun looking forward to it yeah should be a good time i'm a little peeved though because i keep seeing these things it's just like showcase at 3 p.m i'm like i'm fucking working what do you mean i mean yeah that's that's the middle of the day that's kind of how they've always been um that's why i I like the weekend stuff like i was gonna say xbox has theirs on on sunday sunday yeah um but three tomorrow's three p.m. one or it's three p.m. Pacific is Devolver. Uh, yeah, no, the one that I care about is Capcom. It's Monday, right in the fucking middle of my shift. It's like, yeah, great. <laughs> really, out of everything, it's the Capcom one. I guess, I guess Resident yeah. Evil. Okay, sure. Yeah, Monster Hunter. Uh, I want to see more. I like their a lot of their games and stuff. So I want to see. I'm kind of hoping they bring some other weird shit back, but I kind of doubt that at this point. Yeah, I don't know. I can't imagine a lot of like brand new surprises considering so much is yeah. getting like delayed. Yeah. I mean, even Keeley was out there trying to like temper expectations for his live stream of like, hey, it's going to be kind of deeper looks at already announced titles. Not but I'm sure, sh- you know, it's Keeley. I'm sure he'll have some world premieres. Of course. Um, yeah. But I bet not as many as is in the past or as he would have liked. Uh, sure. I'm obviously excited for the Xbox one. Uh, yeah, especially with okay. uh 
all the GoldenEye achievements showing up this week. <laughs> like you, that that yeah. has to be announced at that show, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking so. There is a few other things I was reading up on in speculation. I don't remember any of it right now, but there are some things that was like that would be cool if they said something about that. I saw an article. Kotaku wrote an article of I guess some fans are thinking that the fact that Phil Spencer loaded mm-hmm. up Banjo Kazooie and got one achievement and played for 45 minutes means there might be a Banjo Kazooie announcement. <laughs> Okay. Just the level of conspiracy theorists out there is ridiculous. That's pretty great. Yeah. Um, that's pretty but, great. But that's just pretty funny. I'm obviously excited for the Devolver showcase because that's yeah. always just an enjoyable live stream. Like what weird little movie did they put together this time sort of yeah, thing? Like last year it was like the weird hot dog thing and they were like carrying around <laughs> to the CEO. I love that it's always like the CEO of devolver yeah. is the like the one doing this so it's like mm-hmm. man that's just you guys are cool all the way to the top apparently like that's great to see <laughs> um yeah what else i guess i guess that's the, that xbox and you know i'm always i always have a fun time at keely's events uh because you know he's just so excited to be like doing a game event so that's always yeah like infectious almost um sure yeah yeah so uh, uh, that's the first one tomorrow. So I'm looking forward to watching that one. Absolutely. Yeah. Are you going down tomorrow after work or during during work or after work after after? Work. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll I'll be watching the live streams as they happen and and covering those for work and driving down at in the in the evening. Okay. Cool. Um. <clears throat> but one of the cool things I'll, I'll I'll say here we were talking about it just beforehand that I'm pretty excited about is that the. Uh, at the Summer Games Fest event, I get to interview Jeff Keeley. Um, yeah, which I think is is pretty cool. Um, yeah, that's awesome. That's and I'm very nervous. So everyone, <laughs> send me some well wishes. Um, but I'll get to chat with Keeley himself and put a video together about that. Um, yeah. If you have any cool questions that I should ask Keeley, uh, send them my way. They can't be any worse than the questions my coworkers came up with. Um, oh really <laughs> are there some like i'm not asking him that type oh absolutely yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah and you know it'll be that'll be fun i'm looking forward to doing that um but yeah yeah so anyway we're talking about games already let's uh let's formalize it because this is the top-down perspective for june 8th i'm sean booker i'm paul fleck pre-3 uh, oh we can't even use that anymore God damn it. Well, I think the one people are using is key three. Okay. Pre key three. Pre key. Well, I don't know. Like Summer Games Fest (laughs) kind of has started. Technically, the state of play last week was branded Summer Games Fest. But what does that even mean? Like, what does it mean to be a part of Summer Games? Like, who even knows? I don't know. Totally. Yeah. Um, Okay. what What have you been playing? Uh, this last weekend, I just dove in harder into Diablo Immortal for a while, uh, mainly because I got a couple buddies that I play games with to jump in, and we just had a pretty good night of uh, hanging out, just doing some we- grinding, chatting, and that sort of thing. Was uh, this the PC version? I was playing on PC. Two of them were playing on phones while on Discord, and I think the other friend was on PC as well. So yeah, okay. half and half. Right on. Um. Yeah, it was a pretty good time. Honestly, I think that game is pretty good, which is why the way it's monetized is like 
feels worse. <laughs> I'm and like I like I haven't beat the game yet or whatever, but it is extremely easy to just ignore all the monetization stuff. Like at no point have it I is. thought to myself, oh, man, if I just put in like a dollar, I could do sure X, Y, Z. Yeah. People are mad because the monetization exists, which sure. OK. Um, also, the fact that there are people People that are into Diablo are into the loot grind for the best gear, best in slot, everything and all that sort of stuff. And that's the stuff that you need to grind out with the uh, things that you can buy for rifts, the challenge rifts or whatever that drop legendary crap and uh, gems and stuff like that. So that's what people are mad about, because the people that play Diablo games like that min maxing end game. And the min-maxing endgame here is dependent on how much money you're willing to spend. So that's why they're really upset more than anything. If you right. don't care about that shit like me, this is totally fine. Yeah, I'm I'm the same. Like, there's no way I'm going to be trying to, like, get a couple more points in my armor. Like, right. I'm just, I'm just going to play through it once and be like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. So. Also, it's become the mob meme right now to just absolutely annihilate it because of that and like fair enough i don't care about activision blizzard they have a whole slew of things that they should be raked over the coals for this is probably one of the least important ones in my opinion from them but i mean i couldn't care less about people like being mad about that stuff or whatever i think it's a little bit overblown uh but again if you actually really liked the diablo like endgame stuff then i could see why you'd be mad 100 percent, i get it it's made me want to play diablo 3 again because that's just the better full game <laughs> this is a mobile game like this is the easy baby version of that so it would have been interesting if they had added in a monetization option of like hey if you just give us like 10 bucks <clears throat> 15 bucks yeah. you can have the game without the mo- monetization in it yeah, I was kind of thinking that too. And then I was thinking, what's the maximum I would pay for this game? I think it's 30 or $40 without having to worry about like any of that stuff. Just like, yeah, this is just a Diablo game that you don't have to worry about us bugging you about shit or weird timers or any of that shit. Yeah, like, yeah I, 30 bucks. I can't imagine that price point going over because just because it's a mobile no, game. Like, it wouldn't go when, over. Yeah, when like Square Enix prices their mobile games over 10 bucks that's like a rarity and and people are not happy about that despite it being like it's the same price on steam like what's why are you upset about this um yeah so i I, but i could have seen them just because you can still get it for free and then just having the option of like hey shoot us you know 15 20 bucks and we'll just turn that stuff off but then maybe that would have led to other people just being upset of like they just want us to pay 15 20 bucks but then the argument's like yeah but you would have done that if it was a full like sorry i'm like no (laughs) And then maybe they actually would have released in the Netherlands and Belgium and these places with the anti-gabbling laws as just like a product that you can buy. Like, yeah, maybe they would have got those people, too. Yeah, no, for sure. <clears throat> for sure. I, I I might have even just like bought it for 15 bucks. Like, I am totally yep. enjoying this game. I, th- I think it's it's easily worth that. Um, and the fact that I'm getting it for free, that's that's pretty great. Yeah, I definitely agree. You and I are very much in the minority of online discourse about this thing. I mean, you say that, <laughs> but I bet we're not because this is a mobile game that's free to play. I bet there's the majority is casuals just jumping in this because they've heard of Diablo. 
No, I mean vocal, like people on a podcast talking about games. We are definitely in the minority <laughs> of oh. people like outwardly saying this thing's fine. Because, yeah, in the game, people like meme about it. I see the like there's clans that like, yes, we have phones or don't you have phones? Like there's a whole bunch of those. And how much money does it cost to like play through this area or whatever? Like people are memeing about it, but nobody's like crazy about it. All I, all I see is a discourse about how. This is like ruining gaming and this is the worst thing to ever happen. It's like, that's insane. <laughs> you sound crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like the one argument I could maybe see is like <laughs> it has been a record length of time since but between Blizzard lo- uh, releasing games with yeah. this one. And I can't remember what their last one was. Oh, was it Overwatch 1? Um. If we're not counting World of Warcraft expansions, yes, I believe yeah, so. And, and I guess, the, and yeah, if we're not counting um, Diablo 2's remake, so like full new games, yeah. yeah. So from what I understand, this is the the longest. It, so I could see some fans being like, you know, it's been X years, and the new game is a mobile thing, blah blah blah. And it's like, you know, give us a full game. I mean, Diablo Four has announced, but who knows when that's ever going to come out? Um, yeah. I get it, too. Diablo is one of my favorite properties. Like, Diablo has a special place in my heart for PC gaming in general, and it's one of my favorite properties they have. The way they've treated the Diablo franchise is absurd. (laughs) Like, they, I don't know. Before even they announced Diablo Immortal, it just seemed like they didn't give a shit. They They stopped completely doing anything with Diablo 3 or talking about any of that stuff. GOG was, like, the only way to get Diablo one working for a while or whatever because of problems they were having on their back end. They don't care about Warcraft like at all anymore. Um, So, yeah, I get it. Like if you are a Diablo fan and then this is what you they give you where it's just like, oh, if you want to play the true Diablo experience that you like, it's going to cost you a lot of money. Like, yeah, I, that sucks. But at the same time, you I haven't felt the need to spend any at all like it does it asks you to a lot but it doesn't like force you to you just close that window it's standard free to play shit right yeah and and i think you just have to kind of accept like hey this isn't the exact diablo for me maybe you put in some money because you would have spent 60 dollars yeah then you then you have to look into yourself and be like all right now i'm going to wait for four because that's just how it is i bought the season pass because it's five bucks uh, there is a like $30 a month option. And I was like, no, see, that is too much. That's predatory. <laughs> well, I mean, it depends what you get. So you know, if it's worth 30 bucks a month, like, go ahead. I know Fortnite has a monthly subscription you can do, but, but it's closer to 10 bucks. But either way, if you can justify the price. Yeah. If you want to pay for it, go for it. For me, 30 bucks a month is too much. That's ridiculous price. Five bucks for like some extra jewels and shit randomly. Fine. I'm down with well, that. how much is like Warcraft or Final Fantasy 14 monthly? Uh, Final Fantasy 14, like 15 bucks, roughly a month cheaper if you buy in bulk, like three, six and yearly sure. subscriptions. And is that just to play or do you get stuff from that purchase as well? Uh, it's just to play. OK, so then look at that already, like 15 bucks. That's just to play. Let's yeah. say they were giving you some of the bonuses that this five dollar a month one. Now you're getting to twenty bucks. You're getting pretty close to thirty bucks. Like, yeah, it's not unheard of. Yeah, no, you could justify it, especially yeah. if you 
do a lot of mobile gaming. Like, I think maybe a big part of it, too, is that culturally in the world, like North America isn't as big in a mobile gaming as like China and Japan and other places. So sure. Yep. Yeah. No, there's definitely like a stigma there. Absolutely. <laughs> but it's only a stigma from like a certain age group because I'm sure kids, yeah. they're, they're like totally kids fine. Love Despite them not even having the money to, to be a part of this, like mobile games are games to them. So yeah, they love mobile gaming because a lot of it's free. They can ignore all the money stuff because they don't have the money anyways and they get to just like hang out with their buddies or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's really all I've been doing unless you want to talk about Resident Evil 4, which I don't know why you would because I've said before that that game's fine and not, my opinion hasn't changed. Okay. Well, I mean, if you don't have anything new to say, uh, then I don't. Yeah, we, can, we can move on to my stuff. I've been playing a bit of Maneater on Game Pass. Okay. I love Maneater. I really like that game. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's fine. Um, the story I, stuff specifically. I really like just how dumb it is. Yeah, no, it's super dumb. I think my favorite part is just every time the narrator says something about like a yeah. landmark or, or something like that. Like, it, those are just some pretty goofy jokes. Um, playing it, I, I'm not the biggest fan. Um, it is floaty. For obvious well, reasons. Well, it, it's it's also more just like I need more powers because right now it's like, hey, collect all these like uh, billboards or whatever. And it's like, yeah, but those are on land and I can't go on land. I'm sure sooner or later I'm going to get like oxygen lungs or some nonsense. Yeah. Yep. Um, and for right That's now, it's just thing. like and I hate going over here because the alligators are too strong. So I'm just like grinding against these like turtles for a bit, I guess. Um, so sure. There's that, but it, like it's fine. It's there's a, there's enough there with the hook uh, to to keep me going. I'm only in like the second yeah. area, but I got like the the electric bite. Okay, you're actually at the part where it starts ramping up, so it okay. will become more and more enjoyable as you go from cool. here. I did kill yeah. the first like hunter guy. Oh, uh, but did you? Oh shit! <laughs> See, that's exciting to hear. Okay, nice. Uh, there's an expansion for that game as well. Yeah, so, I never uh, got to it. Yeah, so I have that waiting if I want to to get back into it. On cool. top of that, I'm on the final boss of Elden Ring. Okay. Um the final final like the final gauntlet, right? Of cuz there's a few, I guess. Is the way I'll put it. Um I wouldn't say it's like one fight. It's like the end. I don't know. It's hard to explain without spoiling, so I'm not going. From to. what I understand, there's like three kind of bosses in a row. Yeah. So but there's you, like, a, but there's like a pause in between them where you in between can like, them, like a grace point. So I've done two of yeah. the, the three. Oh, okay. That's that's what I was actually specifically going to ask. Okay. Okay. Cool. I have the last one. Um, I just wanted to get Melania done beforehand. Uh, yeah, which, that fight. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I definitely just found someone to carry me through that. <laughs> like absolutely. Um there I don't there's no way I would have I was going to bang my head against it, especially cuz like I'm this close to the end. I I didn't want to sit there and be like, "Well, I'm going to muscle my way through this one and then beat it in a 2 weeks from now." No, it's like I I kind of want to start yeah. wrapping, up, wrapping this up. So I just like put down the like furling finger outside Millennia and that out of every boss I've been to has had the most people willing to help you out. Um Yep. So there was something actually pretty fun about just like, I don't know, this guy's character looks cool. Let's see how good you are. And then be, and I can tell oh, you, everyone's yeah. really good at the first like half. And then the second half, it's like they die. They like die. And it's like, well, yeah, 
I guess I'll practice this part and then or I'll just quit because like this is not happening. Yeah. And then I found one dude. PSA, if you find a dude wearing no armor, that guy, that's He's the guy you want to invite. <laughs> yeah. Um, and his name was like over 200 kills. And he he looked like Robbie Rotten from uh, um, from uh, Lazy Town, Lazy Town. Like he just had this massive chin and a mustache. And I was like, th- th- let's see how this guy does it. And oh, yeah, that was great. It was also fun just seeing a d- tons of different people's builds. Because I, I know my build, which I've kind of stayed with the whole time pr- using primarily like the Moonvale Katana and then mm-hmm. my co-op buddy. I know like his <clears throat> build. So I, I hadn't seen a lot of the other builds, but I'll like start a start a match of, with Melania with with a random. And all of a sudden he's like using these like crazy like blood laser swords. And it's like this is so much. This is cool. It was just nice seeing a bunch of different people. Um, yeah. Took maybe like five attempts when I brought in some randos. Uh, yeah, did you try things. solo just to take a look at it i i did try solo and like i even tried with like using the mimic and then like they got all their health back and i'm like this is just not gonna happen the mimic is just a like surefire way to ensure that you heal melania <laughs> yeah no and that's the thing is because a lot of times when i was doing the bosses by myself it was like all right i still got the mimic here so this is doable but the fact that they're like no nah, don't you can't use any sum- summons i'm like i do not mm-hmm. feel like learning this boss for two weeks I would, I would like to finally get this done. I'm 100 hours into this game. I see the light yeah. at the end of the tunnel. I don't want to just stand still. Yeah, super fair. Um, but yeah, so that's done. So I have the final boss to do. Uh, I'm thinking of just doing the like cloud saving nonsense to see all three endings. You should. I, I have Definitely. them all lined up, ready to go. Cool. Yep, you should. Uh, I think I've done... I haven't done every single boss because I know there's definitely some like wandering ones, especially the ones at night that I, I haven't done. But I don't think I'm going to. I, I think I'm just going to do the end, see the three endings yeah. and, and call it. It'll be nice to finally be done with that because then I can like really focus on other stuff. Sure. Like Roller Champions. Yeah, man, I just didn't like I wanted to play try this out, but it didn't line up. I was busy when they were doing their beta thing and. Yeah. yeah, so so this is fully out now. It's yeah. a free-to-play roller basketball game. Uh, I actually yeah. think it's really good. Um, okay. I'm getting a lot of, like, Knockout City vibes of just a kind of a fun little cartoony sports game. Okay. But the way it works is it's three-on-three, three and you're in, like, an oval arena. And what you do is when your team gets the ball, you your team has to get the ball around one lap. And then you're allowed to shoot at the hoop and it's a sideways hoop similar to like the road to El Dorado. If you if you remember that movie and the little sports game in there. Um, But what you can do is you can like bank your laps to get more points. So if you complete two laps with the ball and you score a goal, it's actually three points. If you complete three laps and score, it's five. And the game is first of five wins. Uh, so you could just try and like go the whole way and score in one shot, but it's pretty hard to hang on to the ball because the other teammates, the, the other uh, opponents can tackle you and people can go either way in the oval. You don't all have to be going counterclockwise. So what you'll co- often want to do is if you're on defense and you're trying to get the ball back is you just turn around so that you're going right towards them as they come towards you. And then that's when the strategy comes in of beat. You can jump. You can you can pass the ball and it's a lot of like using your momentum as you're going like down because each, you know, the 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 oval 
is curved on the sides. So it's a lot of kind of like surfing style going up and down and get gaining momentum when you go down. And you can also grab teammates ahead of you and launch yourself forward and it'll take some of their uh, momentum away. But you'll gain like a whole bunch. So there's a lot of kind of strategy to like when you should be like pulling on your teammates, when you should be passing and and what okay. and it, it does feel really nice though when you come in and just horizontally toss your body into someone to knock the ball out of their hands um so that's pretty fun it does sound like there's a little more thought in here than i thought there would be honestly which yeah. is interesting yeah like it really does kind of remind me of knockout city since that had like you know spin shots and lob shots yeah. and and a whole bunch there was a, there you there was a way you could like really kind of get into it um so I definitely think it's worth checking out, especially because it's it's free to play. Uh, so it's just available everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny because the the customization, all the hairstyles are t- are tied to like helmets and whatnot. So everybody starts sure. out bald, which is pretty funny okay. uh, because a lot of people are new or maybe I'm just matchmaking with them because I was also new. But it'll be like a whole team of like bald people. You got to <laughs> earn them. your hair in this yeah. league. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um and then it's always funny because since everyone starts off super plain and then you look in the other team and there's like one person who's like super decked out and you're like, oh, shit, this person's going to like <laughs> do circles around us. Um, yeah. But yeah. No, I recommend it. Like definitely worth checking out again. That's Roller Champions. Somebody just shows up on the other team with a ponytail down to their knees. You're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's do some news. Uh, not a ton this week. Everyone's kind of waiting for this weekend, so I'm sure we'll have a lot more when we do our uh, debrief next week. going to be brutal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, compared to most E3 years, probably not, but um, yeah. there will definitely be some news next week. Uh, yeah. Here was a fun little uh, report from over at Fanbyte. Nintendo is sitting on a sequel to 1-2 Switch and apparently has no plan what to do with it yet. Uh, it's going to have more mini-games. There's going to be smartphone games a la Jackbox with up to 100 players. I'm assuming that would mean like if you're streaming it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no way you're going to have 100 people locally. Probably um, them like voting on something, right? Like Jackbox, yeah. essentially. Uh, but the big reason that they don't know what to do with it is that it has gotten horribly negative reviews from all their play tests. Oh, <laughs> Okay, I didn't know that part. <laughs> That's kind of the big part. So they have the sequel ready to go, but whenever they play test it, nobody likes this game. To be honest with you, well, this is the least surprising thing I could think of. Sure. Uh, one two switch kind of sucks. It is good for I would say an hour when the switch has first launched and you haven't seen something like that before. Yeah, the fact that that wasn't a pack-in or installed on Switches as a tech demo is baffling. It it is absolutely insane. I can't believe that's... I can't believe it would never turned into a pack-in or that they finally just said, okay, you know what? We're just going to, like, release this for free on the eShop. Here you you guys go. I bet if I looked up 1-2-Switch eShop right now, it is an offensively high price. I bet it hasn't gone down at all. 1-2-Switch on the eShop... I'm going to guess it's $50. So this is digital. I guess I put, you know, because I put eShop. Uh, it is yeah. $50. It Holy is 20, shit. It is 2022, and Nintendo is happily allowing you to spend $50 on 1-2-Switch. 
You know how many gems in Diablo Immortal you could buy? Like one. <laughs> um, yeah, that's insane. I own one to switch because I was having a party and I was like, well, this will be something to do at a party. And I have never touched that game since. Yeah. And I would completely regret buying that game. Um, yeah, so, makes sense. I don't know who's even asking for a sequel to one, two switch. The only reason I can think this thing was greenlit is because there was not a lot of games at launch. And so people bought one, two switch. So like kind of the whole red steel, like, well, it was there. So people bought red steel on the Wii. So now we're making a red steel too. I'm guessing the reason why it exists is because they created like a hundred mini games, chose a bunch of them and said, well, we have like all this pile of other ones left over. Why don't we create a sequel? <laughs> I don't know. I'm I, one thing. I'm curious. What what would you call it? God damn! I know there's a joke in there somewhere. I'm just like, I'm just trying to think. Like you know, just in general, like what would you call it? like one two switch again? Because I don't think you call it one two switch two. Oh, I see. One two three switch. Like I like I, that. That's a weird. Like, how do? What do you even call it? Three, two, one, switch. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I also don't know what the ESA is doing. They have stated that E3 is going to return in 2023. Oh, thank God! Could you imagine if there wasn't an event around this time to like give us a bunch of news about games? I can't imagine. Hey, hey I mean, personally, I like it's. I feel, I find it an exciting time when a whole bunch of game news happens all at once. Um, no, I'm just saying that like we don't need E3 specifically because this is yeah. just going to happen forever now. <laughs> it, it, so, OK, the let's get the full story out of the way. The quote here is we're excited about coming back in 2023 with both a digital and an in-person event. E3 last year, the last E3 was like quasi digital events. Yeah. Um, and then the, the few years prior to that, from everyone I who I heard who went to E3, it was kind of like Deadsville. They had brought the public in, weirdly long lines to get in. I, I'm i curious, like... Oh, so, so I asked this to you. How do you see the E3 coming back? Do you see it successful? Do you see they, they've changed anything? Do you think it's a complete repeat of the last ones? What do, what do you imagine here? I think... They signed a deal with Jeff Keighley to just basically call Summer Games Fest E3 and pay him a truck of money. Because I don't know what else you do. Like, Jeff Keighley is the one people are listening to now. And the fact that E3 didn't have anything this year and kind of let him have complete free reign just kind of solidified that as far as I think most people are concerned. Well, I think one of the questions is... Keeley's thing is is a lot smaller for obvious reasons. And so sure. what I heard at at E3 is booth space was expensive. And then there was a lot yeah. of publishers and developers that were there that often didn't have a lot to show, but they didn't want to get rid of the booth space because it meant they would lose it. One example yeah. that comes to mind is one of the last physical E3s was like the Konami booth. It was just a huge yeah. empty space. Yeah. Because they didn't have any games, but they didn't want to lose the, the booth space in case they wanted to have games in the future. I don't know. 
So it's like Keeley's smaller thing allows, I'm assuming is cheaper for companies to, to showcase at. Yep. Um, but E3 is going to want to be a big thing. I, so I would think so. Do you think yeah. maybe they work with him? Well, so what is something? his role in that in that case then? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they only, maybe they do like the exhibition hall type. We have the building and the space and like people showing up and you do all of the presentational stuff and all the Internet side of things. I personally think e- Keely doing that is it's almost beneath him. Like, I feel yeah, like no, he has I a don't think he lives. Totally. Yeah. Also, uh, I, they kind of like. If I remember, wasn't there some like weird snarky tweets between the two of them on one of the like last years or something? <laughs> like, I don't nothing, think that they had a great like falling. It's coming out to mind for me, like maybe, but I, I can't re- recall anything specific. Um, yeah. I don't know, like, I I would be curious to see which publishers, which companies feel that E3 is is still necessary with them coming back. Yeah, and I'm curious if I'm almost curious if this 2023 E3 even happens or if the yeah. ESA is just announcing this in hopes to drum up some attention. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if you saw people like. I don't know, Square, Activision, you know, whoever, Ubisoft, just being like, nah, we're good. Like, we're, we've been doing, you know, we've been doing our own live streams for two years now, and it's working for us. Yeah. Like, I'm sure they were asking themselves beforehand, is it worth spending all this money at E3? Right. And and even now, is it worth even more? Because now they don't have to make a demo. Yep. You know, and that's a that's a big, that's a big, great thing for, for the developers if they don't have to make a demo for E3. Um, yeah, I wonder how Xbox. much of it is them being contractually obligated to be like, we have people on lists, we have shareholders of some sort, we have people that rely on us to at least say that we're going to try it. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure E3 is a money-making venue for the ESA, so they would like it to come yeah. back. I just can't see the developers and the publishers wanting to come back agree after doing two years of this um, totally yep but i but i don't know maybe they maybe somehow e3 comes back in like a huge big way and shows why it matters that would be cool you know i i like e3 existing um but even like microsoft microsoft has enough developers and publishers under its belt it could make its own event yeah it could just say hey this is xbox day and here's the new thing from activision and all the stuff coming from Blizzard and everything coming from Bethesda, like they could do their own thing easily. Yeah. Yeah, true. So I don't know. I guess we'll see next year. I would not be surprised if this kind of this falls apart or it it's kind of like. Comes out and it's just wet and it's just not useful <laughs> and it's like the last one. It's the nail in the coffin. Yeah, speaking of things falling apart. <laughs> I guess. Oh, well, it, this one's improving. Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, the uh, smash-alike with Nickelodeon characters, uh, now has voice acting. Yeah. Which, that's... That's, that's exciting. That's that's exciting, because yep. I always thought it was crazy that that game that was based on all these characters you're supposed to love, you didn't get their personalities in there. 
So it's like, what are you even doing? Like, totally. What, like, I, I didn't. My, I'm not a huge fan of cat dog because of, well, that's a bad example. I was going to say I'm not a huge fan of cat dog <laughs> because of the way it looks, but I am a huge fan of cat dog because of the way. Of it course. Looks. Yeah. Um, but I want to. I want to hear those characters that I grew up, you know, watching. And I guess now mm-hmm. you can. So good for them. Yeah. I, I don't hear anyone talking about this game. I can't imagine it's going to be doing much. Yeah. I I'm sure they thought that this maybe would drum up a little more talk than it did for it. And also with like multiverses, that seems to be what people are kind of leaning towards these days. Yeah. Who even knows if that has legs to it? I guess yeah. we'll see. Yep. This is what this is the one I meant about things falling apart. Just sure. for the listeners. Uh so we've been following the trials and tribulations of the Prince of Persia remake and this last week uh GameStop has stopped taking pre-orders for it. They're being instructed to let people who pre-order it know that it will not be arriving and it's being on the website being switched to unavailable. The game is getting delisted. Here's the statement um from Ubisoft. This is a uh, this is from the IGN article. In a statement to IGN, Ubisoft says, The development of Prince of Persia, the Sands of Time remake, will now be led by Ubisoft Montreal. We're proud of the work achieved by Ubisoft Poon and Ubisoft Mumbai and Ubisoft Montreal will benefit from their learnings as the new team will continue to work to deliver a great remake. That part we already knew. The new stuff, Ubisoft yeah. added. As a consequence, we are no longer targeting a fiscal year 23 release anymore, and the game has been delisted. If players wish to cancel their pre-order, they are invited to contact the retailer. It will be updated on the project as the development is moving along. Fiscal year 23 ends in March of next year, so it's getting pushed out at close to a year at least. Yeah. Uh, I ask again, what on earth could be going on with this remake? Like... The, yeah. the first Prince no. of Persia game does not seem like a complicated game to me. They made four of these and a spin-off game that was pretty much the same thing. How is this thing so difficult? Uh, I don't know. It definitely doesn't make uh definitely doesn't make those Indian offices look very good in this either though. I, I think was, it might be like I'm looking on their site, there's a lot of openings at these offices they mentioned. So I'm wondering if they just like ran out of staff or had staffing issues. I was looking uh, at a Twitter thread a little while back. This was maybe two or three weeks ago where someone was kind of talking about what some of the issues were and why it was mm-hmm. getting rushed. I wish I had it in front of me to kind of uh, to reference some of the stuff, but it sounded like it launched the the project launched in a pretty haphazard way. Uh, with like no documentation from the original stuff and whatnot, so they were kind of oh. set up to fail. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that information's somewhere out there because I definitely did not make that up. I promise. Yeah. All right, that's the news. Let's do some questions. Top down perspective at gmail.com is the email address at TDP Podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, or John's PO Box. <clears throat> Uh, this first one comes from Sukusuku. A lot of betas and unreleased games have been showing up decades after. So I was wondering, <laughs> are there any unreleased games that you'd want to surface? Or maybe a beta build of a game you'd love to see? Yeah, Prince of Persia. The remake. <laughs> Ooh, 
got him. Actually, um, on top of that, uh, mm-hmm. and more serious, I would love to see that reimagined Prince of Persia that turned into Assassin's Creed. Oh, sure. Okay. I would like to see kind of how that was. Sure. So there was like screenshots of that that had come out. <sighs> there has to be. I should read these questions in advance and like spend the day <laughs> thinking about them, honestly, because some of them are like really hard. Like. I'm sure there's an answer to this. I can't think of currently. No unreleased games that come to mind. No, because a lot of the things I would say have been dug up by survival horror communities and released in some form. So, like, those don't count because they exist. Okay. Um. Oh, StarCraft Ghost. I was really looking forward to that for a long time growing up, and then it just died. I would love to see, like, anything they had on that, really. Okay. Yeah, that's one of the more infamous ones. I feel like I'm just so far away from StarCraft Ghosts and when getting canceled that it's like I just don't care anymore. Like Sure, yeah. That was that was so long ago. <laughs> sure. I get it. Yeah, I don't have anything else. All right. Uh Boko writes, recently against my better judgment, I decided to play Stunt Race FX on the Switch. While playing it, I said, oh, God, I can count the frames several times. What's the last experience you had with this or something similar? What's your worst experience with it? So games that just are running like real poorly. Yeah. The last couple Pokemon games, anytime they're doing their open world stuff, those run pretty poorly and they get kind of ugly looking. Sure. Or I shouldn't say last couple because Diamond and Pearl uh, were just remakes. That one was fine. But I just remember like the open area in Sword and Shield and then Pokemon Legends uh, looks pretty bad as well. Yeah, open uh, intro week or like release week, Elden Ring ran like fucking shit. Holy fuck, it ran so bad. And then they patched it and it was okay. Just on PC, right? Uh, I mean, I played on PC. Yeah, I think. Oh, well, I just remember the PC one people were complaining about. I don't remember a lot of complaints on the the console ones. Mm-hmm. Although, although we do have someone in the chat saying PS4 version was not great. That, that makes is sense. last gen. Like I won't. Yeah, I wouldn't expect sense. it to run very well. I was what it, Digital Foundry just put out a pretty good video about running some current get games on original Xbox Ones. Okay. Uh, and just seeing how they went, I think they, I think Forza Horizon was on there, and like the load times, it was like two, three minutes long. I'm trying to see what. Uh, what I have another there. answer for this, and also this is another thing that was either speculated on or maybe reported today or yesterday. Uh, Deadly Premonition Two runs like fucking shit. Yeah. Uh, also, there is reason to believe it's coming out on Steam very soon. <laughs> uh, so, okay, they they yeah. tested Cyberpunk 2077, they tested Call of Duty Vanguard, Battlefield 2042, Elden Ring, Tales of Arise, Grid Legends, Forza Horizon 5. I guess those are the game specific. They tested all of those on like pretty much launch Xbox One. Uh 
so that's a pretty fun video worth worth checking out to see uh how those games look and load these days yeah that's a, also that's a good that's a good test because xbox is all about like hey it works on all of our systems uh you know you can, backwards compatibility that's that's great um so that's, that's a fun test to do yeah uh also i should clarify daily premonition 2 is out on pc because there was a steam release trailer right. it went live and then was privated so i don't know if they're going to flip the switch back on but it there is a version of that available somewhere i guess that maybe they released too early before the announcement or something okay right right are you i'm i might try again I don't know. I guess I'll I'll wait for somebody's video of the PC version because there's no way it could run as bad, right? <laughs> right? Right. Well, that's that's not even like my biggest problem with how it ran. That game is just boring. Yeah. Like it's just an like a once again it's a super empty environment, but you don't even get like a ton of like the fun goofy banter and then the qu- the quests you're doing are like shoot five squirrels that squirrels blend into this right? horrible ground. Yeah. I'll probably give it another shot, maybe for cheap. Good luck. It'll go on sale at some point. Uh, the Phantom Aegis writes, what's your favorite fighting game that is purely that uh, is purely on the character's design? That's <sighs> from Skullgirls. Um, oh, Skullgirls is real good. That's a great answer. Yeah, I'm stealing that. That's my answer now. Skullgirls. <laughs> Not only do they have great character designs, but like the animation is so good because it was like a top priority to them. So, um, yeah. Although I have heard great people saying Guilty Gear in the chat. I have heard, seen the Guilty Gear art is fantastic. Yeah. Um, so that those ones just look really nice as well. Yeah, for sure. VGC Kenny writes, do you think a sequel to something always needs to up the ante or can they be allowed to be less dramatic than the previous iteration and allow us just to go back to the world? Um, this is interesting. I feel like typically yeah. we do see the sequels ramp stuff up. But then then you run into an issue of like this is getting exhausting because now it's like yeah. every week the world's ending. Yeah. Um. Can you think of a sequel that like did dial it back a considerable amount? I know they're out there. I just can't think of one. The first thing that comes to mind, and this is they're almost kind of cheating, is the Assassin's Creed series because they get to restart with a new protagonist each time and like a new time period. So they get to kind of reset things. Um, More of an anthology almost with like a through line of Desmond or at least in the beginning. Right, and they have that now with Layla, so it's almost like they're kind of doing trilogies. Um, mm. That by the end of the trilogy, it's like, yeah, we're saving the world again. <laughs> but mm-hmm. at least from the like uh, the ancestor story, it, they they do kind of reset it each time, uh, which is nice. Sure. Apparently, Chain of Memories is less dire than Kingdom Hearts One. I'll take your word for it. So that's a great example. Yeah, I I have no I, I can't argue. I have no idea. Yeah. Our <laughs> Kingdom Hearts correspondent like, is not here, unfortunately. Exactly. Uh, this does make me think of like the the first Ant-Man movie where it was nice to see like, oh, this is not like a world ending thing. He just wants to like save his daughter. Yeah, the that, it also makes me kind of excited about what they might do with Spider-Man from here on out. 
they kind of did a reset. So hopefully that right. stays. And again, so. that started like super low key and then immediately went to like globe trotting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, U- the U- multiverse is now in peril. So it just got bigger and bigger. Um, no, I, I, I definitely love it when they, when they make mistakes smaller and more personal. And that's, you know, that's how you do it. Instead of the world ending, it's like this person's world is ending because that just leads to some really great character moments. How, I guess, it's hard to talk about because I didn't play it and it's spoilery and a story thing. How does Life is Strange 2 do for this? Does it go bigger in the second one? Not before the storm, like the actual numbered one. Yeah, like two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. trying to remember how that one ends because, like, the first Life is Strange, like, the whole town is in danger, right? Of, yeah, it's and, a and pretty big event. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, I mean, that's another one that's, you know, similar to the Assassin's Creed example of new character, they get to reset it. True. Um, yeah, that's true. So, like, I would say True Colors, it, it, it is a more personal one. I think that's a good example, and that's more recent, so I can remember that one. Uh, two, I don't think there's any, like... I want to say it's a smaller issue. It's a more personal story as well, again. So one might have the biggest kind of consequences um, outside of the like main characters involved. So that's probably a good example, yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, and Dead writes the last question. Uh, if the Wii U is successful, how does the Switch change? Uh, backwards compatibility instead of re-releasing for new hardware. So you, or like the Wii games that came out. Like they would have made the infrastructure somehow closer so that you could play the Wii U games probably on the Switch somehow. Rather than re-release them completely. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Be- like an emulator. Because, of because right. Because the only reason they're re-releasing it is nobody owned. Right. That thing. Okay. That's an interesting question. I feel like the switch would not have come out as soon. Yep. It probably would have been pushed back a couple of years because the lifespan of the Wii U. Would it have probably would have been longer. more powerful because of it. Too. Pro- probably a bit more powerful. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Nintendo doesn't often do like half step consoles with their with their home consoles. That's more of a handheld right. thing. Right. Because it is int- like you go back and you look at the two designs of them and like the switch is so, so much slimmer and sleeker than the, the Wii U's tablet. Yeah. Um, but I still don't see them coming out <clears throat> with like a new tablet. That's kind of in between. I don't know. Can you, do you what if that? they make a second generation Wii U with a thinner tablet that also has like cloud or mobile capabilities? But well, well, that that's that's kind so. of my point is Nintendo yeah. doesn't really do those half step consoles when it comes to the home stuff. They do that with the handhelds. Like we got a slimmer DS, we get slimmer Game Boys, but we never got like a, sl- a slimmer, more compact GameCube. We never got a slimmer, yeah. more compact Wii, unless you count the like. That Canadian Wii minus. I don't. Yeah, that like that <laughs> thing was just a weird thing that exists. Um, 
there was yeah. talk near the beginning of the Wii U where there was, where they said there would be mm-hmm. scenarios where you would use two of the game pads for like multiplayer stuff, but that never happened. I don't think any game ever supported two Wii U tablets. Um, hmm. So maybe some of that stuff actually would have been realized. Yeah. I do also wonder, so if you delay the Switch even like a year or so, do you delay Breath of the Wild? Because Breath of the Wild did come out on the Wii U. I mean, I played it on the Wii U. Yeah. Yeah. So do, what do uh, you think? Do you delay it? No, probably not. I think that was always just going to come out. Because Nintendo does like launching their consoles lately with us with a Zelda. Yeah. I mean, they did it with the Wii and uh, the GameCube as well. with Twilight yeah. Princess. So, yeah, exactly. that's true. Yeah. So, and I could see them wanting to like to help push Switch sales, put Zelda there, or well, you know, a year later, <clears throat> maybe maybe you don't delay Zelda, but maybe you delay Mario Odyssey because that was later yeah, in okay. the year, and it's a mm-hmm. little less of a delay. Mm-hmm. Yep. True. Yeah, that's that's definitely an interesting question for sure. Yeah what could have happened uh that's going to do it for questions if you'd like to send in questions next week top down perspective at gmail.com at tdp podcast on twitter the discord channel or john's p.o box what is your game of the week uh i'll give it to resident evil 4 i i liked it more than diablo (laughs) and i'm gonna give mine to elden ring once again nice if you are a tdp listener we are going to be uh, our next episode that will be coming out this Monday is going to be all about the unbearable weight of massive talent, a.k.a. the Nick Cage movie. Uh, so hopefully you are looking forward to that. Otherwise, you should watch we'll be- it. Yeah. Yeah. I also think you should watch that movie. Yeah. Um, otherwise, we'll be back next week with some post key three announcements <laughs> to talk about. Um so we'll see you guys then. Bye.